Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 10 of the Good Buds Podcast, a show about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not weed, but weed is tight. My name is Joey Belfiore, and I'm here with Andrew Bascom. Andrew, how's it going? I, it's going great. It's it's going great. Like last week when we went into overtime and did a recording and a half, just like the Toronto Maple Leafs, just loving, loving overtime. Loving overtime. Uh, since we've last talked, two games, Seattle, mm-hmm. shootout win, Boston, overtime loss. Both mm. games go the extra period. It's a pattern. Yeah, there's a pattern. Yeah. Uh, 11 of the Leafs' 22 games have gone to overtime. That's crazy. a crazy stat. Crazy stat. Yeah, everyone is is up in arms about the lack of regulation wins uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Obviously, you know, going 1-1 one one, uh, on the week, or 1-0-1, oh excuse me. Uh, you know, yeah, 1-0-1. Oh yeah, 1-0-1. Oh yeah. yeah, Jesus Three Christ. I even need to confuse myself points. on that one. But yeah. You got it. You do got you it. think, you know, like... Let's let's talk let's talk about how you play and then we can talk about whether we think this is a big deal or not. Yeah, for sure. Um the Boston game I guess yeah, we'll start with because sure. that's super recent. A good game, right? Like it's just annoying. It's yeah. annoying because I feel some a part of me feels like we are just stuck in being the Boston Bruins little brother Yeah, where okay. it's it's us always trying to claw back and no matter what Boston's team has become throughout the years it just turns into that over and over. Whether it's we have the lead and it's that anxiety and that sense of doom that you know they're going to tie it, mm-hmm. or them getting a lead and us trying to claw back, and even when we do, it just ends up falling short. It's, yeah. I, I know we've had some regular season uh, yes. good fortune against the Bruins yes. in the past years. This year, two overtime, two extra periods, a shootout loss and an overtime loss. It's just annoying. Yeah. It's annoying because Boston is who we need to be able to beat if we want to be taken seriously at all. Oh, absolutely. And we face them so often, you know, I, I just, I, I completely agree with you inside of this, inside of this loss, excuse me, you, you would be thinking about if this wasn't Boston, if this was some other team, some other team, I don't care. Like the Los Angeles Kings, you wouldn't think about, it. you'd be like, Hey, you know what? Good way to crawl back. The guy, you know, come back two goals, uh, scoring with five seconds left. Oh, that's so impressive. Getting Austin Matthews on the goal sheet. There would be so many positives you can walk away from. The problem is we've lost mm. that benefit of the doubt with the Boston Bruins because it's the Boston Bruins. You're like, fuck, I can't believe we blew that game. Even though there was inside of it a very different, you know, because we're going to talk about the regulation stuff in a second. Not every yeah. o- overtime game is the same. There are some games where you go, oh, fuck, we blew it and we go to overtime. This is not one of those games. This is great to go to overtime because we crawled back. Yeah, it's, there are a lot of positives to be taken from that yeah. game. Yeah. Like a lot. And, and it, it still is just like one of those, you know, we're what twenty something games into the season. You're like, do I yeah. do I want to take a positive from a, a game against right. the Boston yep. Bruins? Yeah, where we didn't win. Yeah, where we didn't win. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the Matthews line gets going. Awesome. Matthews Nylander, unbelievable. Like Austin Matthews. Yes, everyone, just take a breath for a second. <laughs> Breathe it just in. Just take a breath for a second. Um, I thought Joe Wall was solid. Yes. Like there, there, there were so many good things to take away from Boston. Um, just, you know, the result. Do you think 11 out of 22 games going to overtime is any sort of a, a concern? Or is it just... 
the NHL? Like, I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts? I don't know. It's it's definitely odd. You know, it's uh, even if there is no meeting and this is just some cr- incredible coincidence, it is interesting. It is interesting that mm-hmm. this keeps happening to it because, you know, the, the Thursday game in Seattle and the Saturday game in Boston are great polar opposites of going to overtime. The, th- the Seattle one is we outplayed them. We were winning. We blew a lead. We go to overtime. And over time, they take it to us too. And you're like, oh God, this is an absolute nightmare. Everybody's saying the correct things about regulation. This is, we need to be doing better. Then you go to Saturday and it's the opposite where we're crawling back and we come back to tie the game and go to overtime. And that's, that's seen as a victory. The, the Seattle one, the Thursday one, that is the thing that worries you, that they just can't hold a lead. And that's because their defense mm-hmm. is not strong. They're playing three guys that are not usually in the rotation and they're not sure about the goaltending yet. So like, that is what scares you, even though you walk away with a victory and victories are great. You're not going to just turn your nose about victories. There is an underlying thing that makes you a little worried. Are you worried by this? What do you think? Um, the Seattle game in itself is annoying because it's the classic going up and then saying, okay, we've got this. Two points are in the bag. Yeah. We're just going to sit back. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. And they sat back and Seattle pressed for so long. And the Leafs just did not have an answer and got lucky that mm-hmm. it went to a shootout. Yeah. Like it could have very well been over in overtime. It could have very well been over before that because they just said, okay, we ha- we have a comfortable lead. We haven't had a comfortable lead in a while. Yeah. So I think that kind of was like, all right. Yeah, 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 points. yeah, 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 yeah. And I, you know what? You stick with it. You get it. You get the two points. It, it was just the way it happened was annoying. But, okay, my thing about the mm-hmm. regulation wins, I don't take much stock in it because the NHL is a crazy close league sure. and so many games go to overtime. Like we are, we are a three, two hockey league, right? Or a four, three hockey. Mm-hmm. league. So many games go to overtime and us losing in overtime, getting loser points doesn't worry me because in the playoffs, we're not playing three on three. We're not playing shootouts. That's, yeah, so whether no. we're hmm. super, su- super successful in three on three or really shit at three on three and same with shootouts, that doesn't concern me because what I'm concerned about is winning your five on five matchups because that's what you need in the playoffs, sure. is, you know? So at that point, from that stat, it's been pretty even and not much, uh, not much, I guess, evidence because we just, we can't finish a game five on five right now. No, we can't. And, you know, I will say not to, not to hand wave and, you know, explain this all the way, but like scoring is up in general across the league in a big way. There is a lot of bad defense right now. There's a lot of bad goaltending. And I think we're just part and parcel of that right now for a lot of reasons. It's not all, mm-hmm. it's not all roster construction. There's a little bit of that, but there is, there is a little bit of just, you know, they're, they're just not playing together and, and there's a lot of injuries and the goaltending is kind of a bigger question. I think that's more of the issue, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I wonder if this does bite us in the ass eventually, like getting these victories. We're still, every time we go to re- uh, out of regulation, we go to overtime. We're still winning most of these games at a pretty high rate. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, you know, that's, that's good. It's better than losing. But at the same time, I just wonder if it's going to bite us in the ass because we're giving away free points too. Yeah. And what bites us in the ass is if it turns out after game 82, we're in a tiebreaker with someone. And mm-hmm. right now we don't have the tiebreak with anyone. Anyone. Because, you know. Regulation wins is the tiebreaker. It used yeah. to be regulation and overtime wins, but now it's just regulation wins. Yeah. And we don't got many. I know. Um, yeah. That being said, a lot of hockey left. Oh, tons. <laughs> tons. We still got, it's like a yeah. quarter of the season just over. But, you know, we left last episode kind of going, uh, there was a topic we were talking about. What's wrong with Mitch Marner? What's wrong with Mitch Marner? Well, 
the next game out, you know, like he heard this podcast, yeah. devoted listener, obviously, Mitch Werner, big fan, uh, came out and scores almost a natural hat trick and uh, and is the star of the show, scoring the uh, shootout winner and everything. It's just an incredible performance that I don't think makes what you said last or what we said last episode wrong. I think it makes it, highlights it more because when you see him play like that, you go, oh shit, where's this been? This is incredible. Yeah, he was just relaxed. Yeah. He seemed like he seemed relaxed, and and it was just nice to see. It was <laughs> vintage Mitch Marner. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Like vintage, beautifully possession based Mitch Marner, who is an absolute tyrant on the penalty kill and can do beautiful things with the puck. Right, and it was nice. It was wonderful. Yeah, no, it, re- it really was. He took over the game, you know, and and we don't win that game without him. And it's, uh, it's just really, really impressive. So, you know, mm-hmm. just I just want to respond, you know, when we when we call people out as much as we do, you know, as positive as it is, you know, then you see the response. You're like, well, oh, okay, got to tip my hat to that one. Yeah, tip your hat or throw it on the yeah, ice. Throw it on the ice. Yeah, well, well done. <laughs> uh, some injury yeah. concerns to add to our bunch of injury concerns mark giordano uh kevin weeks is reporting four to six weeks with the broken finger that's a long that's a long time they they didn't know they were very you know shady as they often are about injuries and then all of a sudden it came out that kevin weeks is reporting four to six weeks because it was it was like oh it might miss some time and now four to six weeks a very big difference and you know it's not like we had a lot of healthy defensemen in the first place Nope, we don't. Uh, Lilligren's still quite a ways away, yeah. probably a few weeks away. Klingberg's probably not playing for the rest of the year. Yeah, Those are three defensemen that we started the year in our top six with that are gone for an extended period of time. I'm super happy with how Lagasin and Benoit have stepped in. Yeah. Like, s- massive Lagesson. props to them. Lagasin. But now you're like, you ask yourself, okay, how long can we sustain this? Yeah. The natural conversation has gone to Chris Tanev. Yeah. It seems like Chris Tanev, from what everyone is saying, is going to come here. Yeah. It would be a shock at this point if he doesn't, I think. Like, it's it's weird that a rumor has taken on this crazy, like, factual sense just by way of who has reported about Uh it and what they've said about it. Uh Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I, I it just I find it remarkable. This is another one where if I was a cheer, cheering for another team, I'd be like, "This feels like collusion." Why is everyone so sure he's already going to go? Um, you know, the other thing too is Calgary Flames. When we started talking about their two defensemen about a month ago, it was they were in a lot different position. They were losing a lot of games. Now they're kind of you know in the playoff hunt, and so you wonder mm-hmm. like, are they going to try and just strip this down to parts? You know, he's an expiring deal, so I, I get that part of it. He is from Toronto, so I, I get that part of it. But, you know, it, it, there is a lot that they're looking for. Supposedly, True Living is looking for uh, grit, you know, or whatever, sandpaper kind of a attitude kind of thing. And he's a big, healthy boy. And he's, he makes $4 million a year and he's a right-hand shot. Like, this is all the things that they're looking for right now. I just wonder what it's going to take because Zadorov got traded in the last, uh, b- before the last episode. And he went to Vancouver for a third and a fifth. And that wasn't a lot, but a huge part of it was that they needed to get it fully off the books. And that's why Toronto and a few other places were eliminated because they were looking for retention. Yeah, we're going to have to retain Tanev, or sorry, Calgary's going to have to retain Tanev at, at some level. 4.5 yeah. is his contract, so 50%, I, I'm assuming, is what the Leafs are aiming for. Yeah, and that means um, we'll have to give up something for them to retain something. But Tanev is a much better defenseman than yes. Zadorov, yes. right? Like, Zadorov for some reason was being made into this, like he's going to save our D he's going to come into the top four and just be an absolute bruiser uh, and score some goals. Like he's still a fifth, sixth pairing defenseman or fifth, sixth defenseman, third pairing defenseman. Um, 
Tanev is a much better player than that. It's going to take a lot more. And especially if you're expecting Calgary to retain 50%, like, I worry, is it just picks that's going to be able to do this? Yeah, I I, I hope so. And it, it I hope, I would hope. I would hope. I hope it's not like a third and a fifth for Zadorov. And I understand, like we're saying, much worse defenseman. I don't know where we got in this idea that he is Bobby Orr. Uh, mm-hmm. There is this weird thing, yeah, like, well, you know, once we get Zadorov, and it's like, okay, he's a bottom half defenseman. We, Tanev can be a top half defenseman, and that's totally yeah, yeah. fine. Uh, but yeah, I wonder, and I just hope it's not too, too much. I wonder if it's not going to the prospect pool too, too much, because, you know, as we've been shown, we need players to be coming up to fill this to fill this lineup on uh, with salary cap situation. So I don't know. Like, what, what would you be willing to, to trade for him? What would you be comfortable with? Well, like, I'm not comfy with anyone in the current lineup because our current lineup's fragile as it is. Yes, it like, is. So it's not like we're taking away from what we have. Right. Uh, and then when you look at prospects, like, it's not like we're giving him, giving Fraser Minton or Easton yeah. Cowan yeah. to uh, Calgary just for a, a rental. Like, Chris Tanev is a free agent at the end of the year. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm hoping picks can get it done. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many it's gonna take. If it's a fir- if a first round pick has to go to get Chris Tanev, do I balk at that? I don't know. I, I'm I'm cool with that. If, yeah. If if Chris Tanev is gonna play with Morgan Riley, and we are pretty sure by how we're talking to him, if we're gonna get him, that we can probably re-sign him. Yes. In the off season because he's from Toronto. Then sure, then I'm willing to do that. That that just also feels like the biggest, you know, if we're talking about him getting traded to Toronto in the first place, him re-signing in Toronto seems like even more of a, like a slam dunk for people, reporters, insiders, they're talking about it because it's like, if they don't trade for him now in the offseason, they're going to sign him. And you're like, how is everyone so sure mm-hmm. about this? Like, are mm-hmm. they, is that what they're saying? And then if, if so, well, that's, that's pretty exciting for Toronto because if he's so sure about it, they're probably, probably getting a discount. It's not like you're paying through the nose if the guy's already made up his mind. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I don't it know. Weird. Yeah, it, it is weird. It seems like it's it's gonna happen. Former Markham Waxer oh. Chris Tanev maybe coming back. Okay, just Legendary a sidebar Markham. here. Yep. Markham Waxers. I wanted to play for them yep. so bad when I was a kid, sure. just because they looked like the Leafs. Yeah. Double A tryouts got cut. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> There's a lot of. Let's a, go to Markham Waxers. Sorry, go ahead. Markham Waxers have a lot of like legendary alumni, like a lot. Yeah, of- like the junior, the junior Markham Waxers. Yeah, not like the well, I don't know, probably some from the minor hockey league. Minor Markham Waxers. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up for next week. I'm gonna bring up the famous alumni of the Markham Waxers AA that Joey got cut from. So I look. Well, I looked at. Uh, I looked at where they got their name because I was kind of was like, how do yeah you know you don't ask those questions as a kid like why are they the Waxers? Yeah. They just looked like the Leafs and with a crown in in the middle, and that was cool. Um, the Waxers organization changed their name. So they were the Markham Jets, which makes sense because then there was the Unionville Jets. Okay. So I, maybe like when they became the Waxers, they be, the Unionville Jets was birthed later. Uh, they were named after a privately owned wax and oil refinery. Oh, wow. So it's like the Green Bay Packers thing where you're named after a company that, that did something. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. And they also have the crown of the, the Marlies, which I always think is just a beautiful... I always love the crest yeah. of that. Yeah, it's a good, good uniform. Yeah, it is. It's it's a really nice uniform. uniform. Yeah. Uh, let's let's egregious it out. Okay. It out. This is egregious. Let's do it. This is egregious. This is egregious. As we all know, Leaf Nation is no stranger to exaggeration or overreaction. 
It's Leaf Nation. That's what we do. That's what However, we do. This segment is to highlight how ridiculous <laughs> and egregious Toronto media can get and why it's hogwash. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about the Tavares back check play. Yes. So give it, give us some background on, if people don't know what they're talking about here. Yeah. So basically, on uh, in the Boston game, the overtime goal that Brad Marchand scored, uh, there was a camera that was on John Tavares the entire time that showed uh, his back check or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, in an attempt to get back and prevent the rush the other way. So everyone was like... That you know, led to the game-winning goal, yeah. That led to the game-winning goal, and everyone's freaking out about Tavares and freaking out about the effort. And I just want to, like, dissect this for a second. Okay, all right. So, so, yes, it's the end of overtime, right? Long game. Long game. And it looks bad yep. because it leads to the game-winning goal. It does, yeah. There were 15 seconds on the clock when William Nylander turned the puck over and it went the other way. And the goal was scored with eight seconds on the clock. Yeah. So that's seven seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Between no, you're correct. Turnover yes, you're and, correct. 15 and to eight, yes. Across the line. <laughs> Equal seven. So <laughs> at that moment, when the puck is being turned over, Tavares is skating with momentum yeah. at the other team's blue line. Yeah. So at that point, he has to curl after already skating with momentum and skate back at the end of overtime as hard as he can in seven seconds to prevent that goal. That's not happening. No, right. that's not happening. I know it looks bad. I get it looks bad. There was a there was a similar play a couple of years ago with Austin Matthews in an overtime game where Jacob Chikrin scored uh, for the Coyotes when yeah. he's still there. That Matthews was kind of like being held and then yelled at the ref instead of skating to the puck. Right. I don't know what you're talking there about. There has to be a sense of like when we're looking at these plays, like is there an actual way he can get no, there's not. There just from where he was on the ice to when the puck went in and the time and the situation, it just wasn't happening. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I it's it's tough. The isolated view of looking at John Tavares, not what he's looking at, but facing him mm-hmm. and what, how long he takes on the blue line standing there and then decides to kind of half-ass skate back and then he sees the goal and his head slumps down. Not great. Yeah, like not great. Like that view, you, you watch it and you're like, I can absolutely understand why people that um, want to get a lot of just uh, noise would just watch that and go, oh, what the fuck? You know, oh my God. This kind of thing. I just would say the only thing I would just kind of pull back on is going like John Tavares is not famously like a lazy player. Like it's not like he is, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say which William Nylander doesn't back check, but you know, like that kind of like, Oh, he doesn't really chase down the puck on the back end. He's kind of a, he's kind of an effort guy. And so the question you'll see a lot too, is like, Oh, he's really tired. It was the end of the game. It's the end of overtime. It's like, well then that's more of like a key thing about like rotation and like making sure that guys are coming on too much because we just talked about how much Morgan Riley's been playing. And we talked about William Nylander, man, William Nylander play a lot in Boston. And I understand why he's, is you know, he's white mm-hmm. hot, but you know, maybe, maybe too much, uh, maybe too much playing time. And that's why he was completely gassed. I get that. But like Tavares has never had one of these marks against him. So I don't know if this is all of a sudden like, well, he's does, he doesn't yeah. try very hard to ship him out of here. hundred percent. And also like there is an argument to be made. There's eight <laughs> seconds left in overtime. Mm-hmm. Yep. If that Joe wall save turns into a rebound that can get put up the ice, that's John Tavares on a breakaway. Yeah. Like yeah. this is three on three hockey. It's not regular hockey. No, that's it a good, is a that's completely a different game that is chance after chance after chance. And I understand it it looks bad. I, mm-hmm. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. But but uh I think there are there are other ways of looking at it because Joe Wall comes up with a huge save on Pasternak. Yeah. And yeah, if, if the puck bounce doesn't go right to Pasternak so we can give it right to Marshawn yeah. and instead goes up the ice, then John Tavares is on a breakaway and, and 
we're having a different conversation. I don't know. I know. I'm, I'm with you. I'm and nitpicking it, here. No, it, it, but you know what? I think I think just looking at that one clip of not what Tavares is seeing, but looking at Tavares and going like, well, he doesn't try very hard. It's like, well, that's not also true. You know what I mean? Like you just have yeah. one very isolated incident that doesn't look great. I get that. But what a weird, it was not even a bad rebound by Wall. It was just a weird rebound. The one that kicked out mm-hmm. to the side like that. And you're like, oh God, come on. Yeah, no, I'm not blaming Wall for any of that. He was outstanding in overtime. Outstanding. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about that in a second, but we'll get to my, this is egregious first. And yes, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dirty my hands with the, the waters of Corey Perry here. Now, I'm going to talk about Corey, I'm going to talk about Corey Perry. And to be perfectly honest, I don't really care what he did. I, I will say, I think it's very odd that the contract was terminated the way it was and not if he is needing help, uh, especially as we've seen a couple of players going into the Players Association, uh, you know, substance abuse uh, or, or you know, needing therapy of some kind, that the contract was terminated flat out. I think that all is very odd. And we hopefully find out why this all, what what led to this. And that's the reason I'm bringing this up. Everybody, if you're online enough to know that you have, you're listening to a podcast, you had heard the rumor before we knew that Corey Perry's uh, contract was terminated, that the rumor was allegedly that Corey Perry had slept with Connor Bedard's mom. Okay, that was, that was what was put out there and it got sent around. I am not innocent in this. I probably was like, wait, is that true? Oh my God, you can't believe this. And you're sending texts to your friends. That part of it, I, you know, whatever. The, the, the thing that this is egregious, this, the part of this that I find so insulting is every insider and every journalist, every hockey person, every talking head is so quick to come on here and shame you for finding that interesting at all. That rumor, even though, yes, it's probably, it's, tr- it's not true. And all of us knew it wasn't going to be true, but whatever, it was interesting. And they, they look down at you and they go, how dare you spread rumors? The internet's better than this. How dare you? Okay, all right, sure. If you don't tell us what happened, then you're not really putting out any rumors here. If you don't say, give us a little bit of morsel of what's happening. Corey Perry's been away from the team for three weeks and you don't give us anything, that's how rumors start, man. So you can't turn around in the same breath and look down on people for spreading rumors when you're doing nothing to stop them in the first place. And also spreading rumors themselves. Oh, yeah. yeah and also thing. just ta- continuing to talk about it. Your job <laughs> is rumors. You work in the rumor industry. How dare you go, you can't. I can spread rumors, not you and not those rumors. Oh, get the hell out of here. I think, you know, it's funny. It's it, If it wasn't the Chicago Blackhawks, if there's any other team, this would be like a huge like, wait, what the hell is going on? But it's Chicago and they have a horrible history of hiding things mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, obviously yeah, disciplinary that's... issues and things like that. So I, I understand that that's part and parcel of it. I, I just I just find it so frustrating when they like people like how dare you? It's like get off your high horse. Yeah, uh, that is definitely a a factor in just how Chicago has dealt with or poorly dealt with situations in the past. Which yeah, is probably why the contract was completely terminated without us finding out anything. Yeah, and I guess we're just gonna have to sit. And maybe <laughs> wait. We're just gonna have to be Figure very comfortable with the Chicago Blackhawks with a straight face going. We're not going to tell you what happened and you got to be okay with that. It's like, well, the last time that happened, it didn't go too well, guys. Uh, that's true. That's good. Very true. You know, like that's, that's a huge true. leap of trust there. So, yes, I find this whole situation to be egregious. <laughs> Looking forward, we've got a bit of some time again. It's like always there's some time with mm-hmm. no Leaf games. I would yes. just like to have a regular schedule where every other day I'm watching a Leaf game <laughs> or it's like, oh, what's happening tomorrow? Another Leaf game because there was not one tonight, but there was yeah. one last night. Yeah. Uh, not happening until Thursday. Uh, we've got to go Jesus. to Ottawa and play the Sens. I would like us 
to win in Ottawa because the Atlantic has been a bit of a challenge. Yes, so it has. The Leafs, the Leafs, excuse me, have taken 12 points from the Atlantic. In all of our games against Atlantic um, opponents, we have gotten a combined total of 12 points. We have given 13 points back to the rest of the Atlantic. Oh, okay. Meaning whether it's um, us going overtime or them winning in regulation or right. them losing in overtime, uh, we have given 13 points back. We have to write that number. That's a number that like needs to kind of switch itself because obviously the way the playoff format has been constructed so much has been about the Atlantic and divisional opponents. Yeah. 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 And that's what matters most is divisional games because this is what's going to create tiebreakers. This is how you're going to play. And this is who you're going to play in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You're only going to play your divisional opponents in the first and second round, if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, because apparently we can only finish in second or third yeah, that's, in our division. That's the rule. Yeah, I know. And we're not helping ourselves with all these OT and stuff like that. But I, I agree with you. You know, it's the, the the Sens game. This is a great game to to beat the hell out of them. They are not a good team. We should win this game. Uh, you know, whatever. They have so many unlikable You need play- to win this game. Well, you, you yeah. need to, Like, yeah. you lost 6-3 to the Ottawa Senators last time. Yeah. The bottom-feeding Ottawa Senators. You need to win this game. Like, this isn't even like a... I, this is as much of, uh, I know I'm being like a uh, hyperbolic. <laughs> hyper, yeah, I'm exaggerating, but this is, I think as much of a yes. must win as you can get this early in the season. I agree with you because this is such a get right opportunity. Leafs, Predators, Islanders. We're going to get to those games in a second, but it's a nice little ramp up to play really well. You can beat all these teams. You should beat all these teams. You are better than them. And so they're doing it. I, I just, so after Saturday night's game, you can take a nice four day vacation and then wake up again and it'll be Leafs day again on Thursday because that's how long between these goddamn games there are. I don't understand this at all. Like, you know what? As a team that's super injured, I guess we should be like, it is great. This is a great yeah, idea. No, it is good. Yeah, it is uh, good. But yeah. But I so- want my Leafs now. I want I know. them now, Andrew. <laughs> I was so sure we're recording Monday night as we always do and I was gonna be like oh good it's gotta be a leafs day no what about tomorrow no thursday you gotta be kidding me um i also did you see the <laughs> do you see like i number one pest i don't know or one is is tim stutzla one of the most unliked or unlikable players in the whole league he's gaining a reputation from diving his butt off oh my god uh, and just making a meal out of absolutely everything uh, <laughs> and complaining <laughs> like diving and complaining like a nice wonderful combo that interference penalty uh i think it was against jared mccann, uh, McCann in uh in seattle mm-hmm. uh jared mccann jared McCon. mccann pie <laughs> jared mccann pie it's from the south <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that 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 interference penalty is just one of the most ridiculous things. It's a huge sheet yeah. of ice, and he acted like he had nowhere to go. Uh, and he jumped and turned his back. Yeah, <laughs> and then it, like immediately looked up, like the guy was holding a handgun. Like what? What was that? You know, um, just unbelievable <laughs> stuff. So yes, I'd love I'd love for that to for take it to him and get a get a good win here. Yeah, I think the the Sens game is super important. Um, and then, I mean, if you're looking even further, there's a back-to-back in New York with the Islanders and then the Rangers. So that, like, these mm. three games, you're right, is like a get-right game because then we've got the second half of a back-to-back on Tuesday yep. against the Rangers, which is, you know, they're the cream of the, crop, cream of the crop right now. Like, yeah. So my question to you is, mm-hmm. Joe Wall has clearly asserted himself as yeah. the man. Yeah. The man. Ilya Samsonov also dealing with a... Uh, a illness. sick bug, I guess. Yeah, or illness. But it, they brought it up on Saturday that he was ill. Was that because he was supposed to start against the Bruins, or were they just noting? That no, he was I think sick? that no, they were noting it because Martin Jones then had to come in. And oh, because the emergency be like, why is Martin Jones? Why is Martin Jones backing up? Like, what's happening? Oh my <laughs> yeah, god! Yeah, um, okay, I did fair. that. I was, I, I did that, and I was like, oh, he, oh, he's sick. Oh, okay. Well, I hope he gets so, better. Is 
Obviously, Sammy's going to get one of the two back-to-backs. Yes. Probably Monday against the Islanders. But we does that so. mean if you're if you're Sheldon Keefe, do you run Wall Thursday and Saturday? I <sighs> I do. Yeah. He's played a lot of hockey, but we've just had a bunch of time off now too. So why not? Again, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I I would I would assume so because yes, he has played a lot of hockey, but there there is time off, and the, you know even Thursday to Saturday is not that bad. So uh, I I think you go with Wall for both. You know, like because this Senators yeah. game, if he fucks this up, if this is a really bad game, then you're really like okay, back to the drawing board here because this is not really good. Yeah. But if he this is a really good opportunity to kind of cement himself as, as the one A. Or yeah, the one, I, I guess, or the one. He has he has been that just by playing lights out recently. Like, sure. we're still not... He's just... Joe Wall has clearly said, okay, I, I am ready to handle this workload and my results are better than Sammy's and Sammy's still fighting some confidence and technique, apparently. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I think Wall gets to Thursday, Saturday, then you probably go back to Sammy on Monday and then give Wall the back-to-back on Tuesday. Yeah, you also want to get Sammy in net, though. Like, I know wins really matter right now and stuff, but it's just mm-hmm. like, he played so well last year, and you start thinking, like, how we got to get him back in there to at least try and figure some stuff out. Yeah. I don't know. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough, but I... an NHL coach. I have no idea. What <laughs> <laughs> I will not stop uh, to criticizing, but I also have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sheldon, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here, and I want to watch a game every other day. It, is that too much to ask? There's 82 <laughs> of these goddamn things. Oh, man. All right, Joey, it's time for the numbers game, a game where I put Joey on the spot to see if he can remember Leafs from eras past and what number they wore. Joey is currently 19 for 20 on the season, but each player he gets wrong between now and the All-Star break, Joey will donate $10 to the You Can Play Project, a foundation working to ensure the safety and inclusion for all that participate in sports. Joey, are you ready? I'm ready. We're going to go all the way back to the year 2005. Uh, the first player is going to be a player that uh, played 82 games. So he played the whole season. And he's kind of okay. famous. He's kind of famous for, oh, for, wow. his gr- for his grit here. We're going to name Gary Roberts. Oh, Andrew. easy, right? Yeah. So Andrew also told me to wait <laughs> a bit before saying, but this is going to look so stupid because I clearly know he's number blank, Yeah, but I can't say it because he wants people listening to be able to guess. Yeah. Uh, but it's taking everything in me not to blurt out number seven, obviously. Number seven. <laughs> of course he knew that. Absolutely. There's only so many players on this roster, so I don't want to start burning through like the, I'm not even going to name players, but like the really, you know, fringe ones. We got to start yeah, yeah, getting yeah. someone off the top. So that's we a have nice. had some fringe ones recently. So We have. I feel like I've gone yeah. to that well a lot. So I got to start giving you like one that everyone knows and then, you know, whatever. So Gary Roberts, number seven. Absolutely. Let's go to his teammate. And the second one is usually a little bit harder. He played 74 okay. games that year because I've been checking oh. because of the Dallas Eakins rule where he only played 14 <laughs> games or something like that. Um, all right. His teammate, Gary Volk. Oh, okay. I know this one too. You do? Uh, oh, that quickly. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I know this one too. Uh, wow. Obviously. I mean, that goal against Pittsburgh in overtime to win in the second round of the playoffs and go to the third round. But I'm giving it time like and I'm Gary- supposed to. But <laughs> Gary Volk, war number 10. He will retire. Okay, we got to look this up again because he might have worn one number one year. Here, I'm going to do... So this is our tiebreaker because I have number 74. Uh, what? No, Gary Volk wore number 10. Okay, so I'm going to look up Gary Volk <laughs> and the first picture that shows up, if he's wearing the the first number, that's what we're going to go with. And let's pull it up here. What? He wore... No, like, he clearly wore number 10. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just... I'm you got to take it up with the good fine folks at HockeyDB. <laughs> Uh, yes, I am seeing him wearing number 10 in a Toronto Maple Leafs uniform. So you are correct. 
Oh, are you looking at hockey DB numbers? Like, do they have yeah. a number by, by there? So that could yeah. be like a full career number. You know what I mean? Like, they could, it have, could be. They could have wore that number on a different team. I was looking like, at that year's roster, and I was looking at. So I'm not. I'm not saying who's lying. It could be the hockey DB people. It could be Joey. I don't know. It could be Google Images. <laughs> but Google Images is showing me he did number ten. So so Joey is correct. He went two for two again this week. I always found Gary Volk uh, very handsome. I think he's a very handsome man. Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I, that's one of my earliest Leafs memories is him scoring that goal in, was it 98? Yeah, that's, he, it was the second round against Tom Brasso, mm-hmm. second round of the playoffs, Gary Volk scores in overtime to take us to the third round. Uh, yeah, it would have been, cause then we would have played Buffalo. It was the 98, 99 season. We would have played Buffalo in the conference final and lost in five games to them, Dominic Kasich, and they would have went on and ended up losing to Dallas. It would have been Gary Volk eliminates Penguins in Game 6 OT winner 1999. Yeah, the 98-99 season. Wow. See, just just what Joey did right there, that's why he's able to remember the numbers, by the way. He did that all that math (laughs) just so quickly. He needed trouble with with, uh, 8 minus 15, but he got that one just perfectly done. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so there you go. Two, Two for two again. Congratulations, Joey. Thank you. No. Thank problem. you. <laughs> All right. Some NHL news. The world junior schedule is up and running. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're talking about this because like the holiday season that makes you think of world juniors one, which is always yes. exciting. Like, yes. oh, who does Canada play on Boxing Day? And oh, who does Canada play on New Year's Eve? The answer, they are playing Finland at 830 a.m. on Boxing Day. I'm not oh. up. And... Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, Christmas like might get into it a little bit. Oh yeah, and, no, it's uh, a very long New Year's day. Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve, we are playing Germany at one thirty, so that's oh. a that's an easy watch. Yeah. Um, but the reason I want to talk about it is because Easton Cowan has been on so much of a fucking terror yeah, recently he that he might make the team. So this Easton Cowan guy that everyone was like, "Wow, what a reach!" What a reach! Now has thirty four points in twenty one games for the London Knights, uh, ten goals, wow. twenty four assists. And a lot of them seem to come in overtime and big moment goals. Easton Mm -hmm. Cowan looks like a steal uh, going late in the first round for the Leafs last year. Um, A chance now everyone kind of gets to watch him. Not everyone watches, obviously, London Knights hockey. I don't. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, I don't either. But I do watch the World Juniors. And now we can see Easton Cowan hopefully play for Canada uh, and get excited about the future because that's always fun. Yeah. It's always great when a Leaf plays, and it's always doubly special yeah. when they play for Canada, uh, because then you're like, oh, I have real reason to cheer for this team other than just the jersey. Uh, yeah, an 18-year-old making the team is still a remarkable thing, and so if he can make it, it would be awesome uh, for him to do that. Fraser Minton also could be on the team. We'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the reason bringing up Fraser Minton in a blockbuster trade. I always love when they mention trades in junior, because for half a second, my heart stops. You're like, Fraser yeah. Minton traded. You're like, what? Oh, oh, in oh, in junior, I don't care. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so you know, congratulations to Camlips. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 gonna be you know, man, if if Eason Cowan can make it, that would be so exciting. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but like, I don't get super hyped for the World Juniors every single year. There's only there's two factors in when I'm gonna like really make sure I'm watching all the games. One, when there's like a general wow generational talent coming along, yeah, like Connor Bedard coming and playing world junior hockey last year, I was like, I want to watch every single game. Like this is exciting. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was 1000% worth it. Or if a Leafs prospect is playing, um, which hasn't happened often for Canada. 
So now hopefully we get a nice little look. That that'll mm-hmm. be exciting. Um because otherwise, if, if there's kind of like one of those boring years where the Leafs don't really have any prospects in the, yeah. in the tournament and uh, there's no like crazy like Crosby or Bedard or McDavid, then I'm I'm kind of like not as excited as I'd usually be. And I'm just like, all right, NHL season. I don't oh, know. yeah, yeah. Let's it's it a on. big family thing for us. So we always watch it. I, I always and then you have these like junior players you only know from junior. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you're like the juniors that you're like, they mentioned you're like, oh shit, they were great on Canada. And then they were never really that good. You know, we're never yeah. really made the NHL. Always blows my mind on a, on a best on best tournament and you don't make it. Uh, I always just find that to be remarkable. I am also very excited for the idea that let's see what Canada's goaltending is like, because the big thing of going into the next Olympics is who the hell is going to goaltend for the best team in the world. And this best is the Best team pipeline. in the world. Do you th- I don't think we're the best team in the world anymore. Do you don't think Canada's the best team in the world anymore? No, I think the Americans would beat us easily. Wow. Like, the American lineup is insanely scary right now. Like, their yeah. goalies, Connor Hellebuck, Jake Ottinger, Thatcher Demko. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I is Carter Hart going to be our starter? Like, yeah, and, honestly. And up front, I mean, you've got Austin Matthews. You've got Matthew Kachuk, Brady mm-hmm. Kachuk, uh, Jack Hughes, all the Hughes brothers. Quinn all Hughes, the Hughes brothers. Like, Adam Fox. They've got, they've got so much talent. Um, obviously, we have a bunch of talent up front and on D I'm not saying like they're going to absolutely wreck us, but on paper, I think they are a better team than we are right now. And the mm. goaltending is, is what's concerning. Well, the goaltending is a year the, to figure it out. Yeah. I was going to say, out. yeah, we, and we'll probably be doing like, you know, fantasy projections and we'll do, we'll talk odds whenever that comes up eventually, because it's just something that's so interesting, but we'll see. I mm. just, America since the nineties has not really fared too well. And I just always wondered like why the hell that might be, but you know, and then you get Sweden and stuff like that too. There's very good teams, but I just think, I think, I don't know. It's a champion stays champion until someone else takes the title. So I just, that's going into it. I think Canada will be the favorite. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, there you go. Last thing to talk about before we take off the PWHL preseason is underway with regular season games coming in January. Um, yeah, it's coming quick, but there's still no tickets of it. Like you can't buy tickets yet unless you contact for seasons tickets. So I was checking, I think a presale is starting this week for certain games and then okay. a presale next week for like the remainder of the games. But sure. I think like this is an opportunity for Christmas gifts for people. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, let's go here. Let's get these tickets available. I've already circled a date. Like I want to go see the first Toronto Boston regular season game January 17th on a Wednesday. Like I, I want to make those plans. I want to buy those tickets. And the prices. They have uh, basically seasons tickets, uh, the season ticket prices and what it yep. is by game. So they don't look too bad mm-hmm. um, at all. Very affordable and like solid seats. They're playing at the Matami, at the Matami, the where the the Ryerson team plays the old Maple Leaf Gardens that became a Loblaws and you now an <laughs> arena and yep. there are a lot of things, a lot of yep. things going on in that building. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I want to buy some tickets and we can't yet. So I just kind of wanted to talk about that. I know like it's, it's so funny. We, we, we pump up the PWHL so much on this podcast. We're big fans. We want there to be a really, uh, reputable professional women's hockey league in this world, considering how much talent there is out there. And every time that Canada and America play, it gets great ratings. It's like, well, this should, this should work, but God damn it. They can't get out of their own goddamn way. Like it was the first, it was the jerseys. And now it's like, mm-hmm. just, I want to buy tickets. Let me buy tickets. I can't buy tickets. Come on. You know what I mean? So I'm, we're really excited for it. I hope it goes really well, but man, they're making it, they're making it a little tough on themselves. Yeah. Also like merch. I would like to buy a Renata fast Jersey. Can yeah. someone direct me to where I can do that? Seriously, is anyone I, listening? I to, yeah, like help us out. <laughs> I can't. Anyone. <laughs> or just the PWH. There's that PWHL Toronto sweater that they wear that looks like great. Can yeah. I buy that? Nope. 
I've tried. No. You can't. <laughs> you can't. It's it's crazy in this modern world where you can get anything like delivered within an hour. And I'm like, I'd like to buy that. And they're like, no. And you're like, what do you mean no? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. That's can crazy. someone tell Amazon about this? Because I'm sure they have it available in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Tell fanatics they can make money on this and they'll be like, oh, we'll make it. Yeah. That's no problem. Like, uh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. But then so, they switch up the letters. Have you seen those, some of those like oh my clubs God. that they've I, had? They switch up letters or like they screw screw things up i can't believe i just promoted fanatics the one of the single worst companies that's ever existed (laughs) just the worst products in the world oh my god did you see the quinn hue jersey (laughs) didn't didn't have the s on the end that was delivered to a fan uh victor wambanyama the uh the nba player the french nba player just names spelled it feels like they just tried to do it off the top of their head constantly oh is fanatics the nba as well i didn't know that well they're doing they do uh, at home stuff not for not for the actual yeah 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 gotcha Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so yes, PWHL, we're really excited. We will be covering that more as it comes up. But yeah, the game starts soon. Mm-hmm. January. January. Preseason already underway. All there right. There we go. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have. If you've made it this far, we appreciate the hell out of all you good buds. Thank you so much for listening. Go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. You can follow us on Twitter at GoodBudsPod. Any questions you'd like us to answer on the podcast, you can send to GoodBudsPod at gmail.com. The song you're listening to is Adelaide by Taylor Whitaker of Bad Friend. Adelaide is available wherever you find it. feel better like you wanted to then. I know we haven't talked. I know we haven't talked in a while, but my hands have missed the feel of your cold black hair. Styles Production.